Okay. Alex, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing good, man. Good morning. Good morning, man. I mean, uh, where where are you? Uh, where are you out of? I am Mexican. No, no. Well, where are you located right now? Right now, um, I am in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. My father-in-law lives in Phoenix. It's hot, man. It's hot in here, man. It's hot here in Phoenix. Let's see. Speaker. Let me connect to my AirPods really quick so that the microphone doesn't get any sound. Okay. There. Okay, let's see. Yeah, I can hear you. So how's your morning going, man? It's good. It's good, brother. Just uh, hitting the ground running as always. Trying to take care of business. Nice. Cool, man. Um, so I know that you are like catching up and everything. So what what did you say happened? Yeah. Well, so I've had a, I've had a few things. Uh, let's see. Back in in January. Well, starting in December, I had a. I had a uh, surgery. I had, so I had my tonsils taken out. I had my adenoids taken out and I had a, uh, a septoplasty done. <clears throat> so it was basically like four surgeries in one um, or four procedures in one surgery. And then in January, I had a wreck on a, a, a Can-Am. Uh, I went riding on a Can-Am with someone. They ended up rolling us and it ejected me. So <clears throat> mess my neck up, mess my knee up. Um, so 
I had, let's see, eight weeks ago, so two months ago, I had surgery on my neck. Uh, so they went in here and they, they fused uh, two of my discs in my neck. And then I woke up July 4th with uh, Bell's palsy. So the right side of my face was completely paralyzed and I, I couldn't, I couldn't use it. Um, so I've been recovering from that as well. That's crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> You've been going through a lot this past, this past half a year, right? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy, man. Well, uh, sorry to hear that, man. I, I, I'm glad, you know, to have you here and to, to see that you're recovering and everything. Um, so yeah, man. Yeah. So, um, you want me to, you know, like walk you through like what a gentleman is about and, and, you know, tell you a little bit about my story and stuff before, before we get started. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that, that, that'll work. I don't know if you're, uh, however you'd like to do it. I, I, I'm open, man. I'm, I'm easy going and, and we could do whatever you'd like. Uh, so I've seen the gentleman's, uh, SHF, right? So what, Uh, what is that success happiness and fulfillment yeah okay. success happiness and fulfillment but it, you know it's too long so shf and i always say it success happiness and fulfillment um and well like the word gentleman for me has like a really special meaning right so um my dad when i was like 14 years of age and growing up told me that the key to success happiness and fulfillment was to become a gentleman right and he told me that after he had fucked up his life right so because He was a drug addict and alcoholic. He abandoned me and he abandoned like seven other families. And, and that's because like his dad abandoned him. And like there's this like generational drug addiction and alcoholism and broken families that has been going on that I'm breaking. And he was like, in order for you to be successful, happy and fulfilled, you have to become a gentleman. And the way that you do that is by achieving true freedom. And there's four, right? Physical freedom emotional and spiritual freedom, financial freedom, and sentimental freedom in that order, right? So physical freedom is about building, optimizing, and maintaining your body and mind with excellence, right? Taking care of yourself and putting yourself first. Emotional and spiritual freedom is about knowing yourself, knowing who you are, knowing, uh, being connected to that inner higher self within you. And, and, and this too give you mas mastery, right? Like self-mastery. Once you have self-mastery, you're able to go towards going, get your financial freedom. And it's going to be really easily, right? So now you're 30, you've spent, uh, you know, since you're 18, 20, instead of, instead of having fun and everything like everyone else does, you spend building, right? Building yourself, building your, your self-esteem, building your confidence, building your business. So now you're 30, 35, and you have an empire, right? And you're successful. But now you can give yourself the opportunity to like pull around, look around, right? To, to, to go and find the woman that you're going to spend the rest of your life with and start a family with and keep on growing your empire with. And that would be the perfect way to become a gentleman and have success, happiness, and fulfillment. But what happens, right? What happens? That a lot of men fuck up, right? Just like me. So like I was 18 years old uh, and I was going down the same path. Um, I, I had always been like an entrepreneurial uh, kind of guy, you know, like selling chips in school and candy that I bought in Mexico and selling them to the kids in the U.S. and selling Chinese stuff in 13, 14 years of age, and then selling cars at 15 and 16. But then I derailed at 16 of eight years of age. And I got sucked into like my environment. I, li I lived in a border town with Mexico and the US. And I just got sucked into wanting to do drugs and wanting to be like everyone else and uh, wanting to like do all kinds of drugs and drink and party and all of that. And at 18, I got my, gr my girlfriend pregnant, right? While being like this, 
18 year old kid who was lost and addicted to a shit ton of stuff and 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 just he wanted he didn't know who he was he didn't have a vision he didn't have an identity uh he didn't have a direction and he didn't have a purpose right so um i got my girlfriend pregnant at 18 years of age and like i was scared like i was in fear i was lost like i didn't know what to do and then especially especially because growing up with my mexican family like they always told me a story which was like if you have a kid at a young age, you're going to be a fuck up. You're not going to amount to anything great. You're not going to do anything significant with your life and you're going to fail. Right. So I had these stories, which made me feel a lot of fear and, and anxiety. And, and I didn't have a relationship with none of my like siblings or family members to go to feel like I could go and ask for advice and help. So me and my girlfriend decided to go with what seemed to be the easiest and, 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 um, and fastest route, which was abortion. Right. So we like Googled and shit and uh, went to Mexico to buy some abortion pills. And she took like 40 some, she ended up taking like 40 some abortion pills. And, and then, you know, it said that in uh, Google it said that she was going to have a lot of pain in her stomach and that she was going to bleed. And that, that meant that it had worked. Right. So that happened. Like she was a lot of, she was in pain through the night and everything and, and she bled and everything. So it worked. Right. But it didn't, man. One week, went, one, one month went by and she got her period. That was cool, right? So we were like, okay, so it worked. Then the, the next month went by and she didn't get her period, right? And you were like, what the fuck? Like, you're pregnant again, right? So we did it again. We took more pills. Um, she like got, she was in pain and she bled and everything. And, um, and it worked again, right? For the second time. But now one month went by and, and now like we graduated from high school and my girlfriend was wearing a tight dress during prom and all of that. She didn't look pregnant. She didn't feel pregnant. Like we didn't even know that she was pregnant because we thought that the abortion had worked. And then all of a sudden, man, after we graduated from high school from one week to another, I went from being that 18 year old kid who, you know, did drugs and alcohol and was lost and had no identity or purpose or direction to becoming the father of a premature baby that was born at five and a half months of gestation. Right. Not nine. That's, that's how babies are supposed to be born. She was born at five and a half. Right. And like before that, like I didn't believe in God or anything. And like now I do. Right. And when that happened, man, like it destroyed me. Right? Like it destroyed me. It's like the, the she, like a baby was born that I just tried to kill. Like that was a lot of messed up things in my head. And like I thought that my life had been destroyed, that my future had been destroyed and that, you know, that I was going to be a fuck up and not amount to anything great and all of that. And it turns out that it was the best thing that ever happened to me. It put me back on track. It put me to find my purpose, right? It put me to, uh, you know, like build a big vision for myself. It gave myself purpose. Uh, it, you know, it made me build my identity and it made me become the best version that I can be, right? Like the person, the, the kid that I was two years ago, because I'm 20, is not the same that I am today, right? And um, I started an insurance, I started a business in insurance and and I, you know, I started making money, right? But I didn't want to do things the way that everyone did them. And so I started doing digital marketing and everything and it worked really well. So I started a digital marketing agency helping insurance agencies and that went really well. And then a couple of months, uh, a couple of months ago, six months ago, I started, to, I shifted to um, coaching married entrepreneurs with kids, right? But more specifically, married entrepreneurs with kids at a certain point of their journey and who fucked, who feel like they fucked up, right? To um, to 10x their business growth without sacrificing their time, health, and family relationships by becoming a gentleman, right? 
like that is the key and and that is that is what i'm about I'm, I'm about man so the key to like achieving true freedom as someone who fucked up is to again like put yourself first and go towards your physical freedom and then put yourself first again and go towards your uh, emotional and spiritual freedom and then this too changes right but instead of going towards your financial like like we would we would do it otherwise you have to go towards your sentimental freedom, which is your family, right? Your, your, um, your wife and your kid, and then financial. Because if you don't get these three handled first, like your business is not going anywhere. Because if you think you have personal uh, business problems, you don't. You don't have business problems. You have personal problems reflecting in your business. And you are not going to be able to take this too far if like, you know, you're not like healthy and have the energy and vitality and drive to be able to do it. If you are not, if you don't have the purpose and the direction that, you know, you don't know yourself and you're not connected to that inner higher self or God or whatever. And if you're not a good husband and father and like all you have in your life is stress, right? Like the invisible stress. That's how men call it. Um, and problems and stuff. So, yeah. That's powerful, brother. Sounds like you have a miracle baby. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, how, how, how old is your baby now? She's two, man. And, and, and like, she's completely healthy. Nothing is wrong with her. Um, she's beautiful. She has blue eyes, just like her mom. Um, she's uh, blonde and everything. Thank God, right? And yeah, man, I have a miracle baby. I have a miracle life. Mm. That's powerful, brother. I love it, man. I love it didn't abandon them um and i'm breaking those generations that you know have been has been going on in my families and building new ones man and i just i have a big vision for myself um i know exactly what like my purpose is right because i i build it like i'm really very aware of my identity and everything so it's gonna be an awesome talk right so um let's talk about that right like about, about who you are and about you know like you know I can throw in who I am as well, but like most of you, most of, most of it, everything like about who you are and what you do. Right. Cause I, I feel like it's going to go over a lot of what I already, what, what I, what I already feel, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, first foremost, thank you uh, very much for inviting me on your show. Um, and I, I look forward to, to having you as a guest on my show as well. Um, but yeah. Uh, Man, I'm just a small town uh, Texas boy. I was born and raised in Texas. And like you, man, I, throughout my life, I experienced a lot of uh, abandonment and just a lot of hardship, right? Just adversity as a child, adversity as a young man um, in high school, <clears throat> and then more adversity uh, once I graduated and started making my way into the world, you know? So, um, fortunately, you know, I, I listened to your story and, and it sounds like you're, you're on track much sooner than I was. It took me, uh, until in my thirties to really start honing in on who I am as a man. Uh, so really tapping into my identity and figuring that out, uh, figuring out the faith component, and how that uh, affects my life, how my faith and spirituality has an impact in my life. And, 
and who I am and what I do, which we know, you know, that uh, who we are impacts what we are in the world, right? So who I am has a direct impact on what I do in this life and, and the impact that I make, whether it's negative or positive. And so I spent many years uh, just quite frankly, making a, a negative impact. Uh, I mean, because it was all about me trying to figure out who I was, really not even trying to figure out who I was, because the bottom line is I was just confused and I didn't know. Uh, fortunately, you know, listening to your story, sounds like you had uh, a few people to speak into your life and tell you, look, like you can, you can have fun now and you could pay later or you could pay now and have fun later when it really counts. Right. So for me, I was all about having fun at a young age and, you know, I was, uh, I got married at 19 years old, had a child at uh, 20, you know, our first child we had, we were 20 and spent 10 years in a relationship that quite frankly, uh, I was just not loyal in, you know, uh, you know, I was just out for myself, just, just uh, <clears throat> affair after affair. And finally that, that relationship came to an end uh, not, not because, uh, not because it was a bad relationship. I don't want to say it was a bad relationship, uh, but because I was a knucklehead, I was not uh, a real man. I did not know how to be a husband. I did not know how to be a father. There you go. I did not know how to be a gentleman. Um, <clears throat> and, and so that, that created some, some problems in my life that, that I've been recovering from and trying to mend for uh, several years now. Thank God, though, you know, that he continues to pursue us even in, even in the, our roughest moments when, when we are just, it seems like we're, we're a hopeless cause, right? Um, and when we continue to go against what we know is right in our mind and pursue everything in a self and selfish pursuit, right? So I was being super selfish just in everything I was doing and not really understanding and knowing, but, but thank God he, he put certain people in my life. He started pulling at my heart and it really, after my divorce is when I really started, <clears throat> you know, really leaning into to God and to scripture and figuring out who I was as a man in this world and what that meant for me, what, you know, how that meant I needed to show up for other people. And um, so from there, see, 2013, man, is when it really all started to turn around. And it, it's been a slow process, right? 2000, I would say 2013 to 2015 was really the, the two years that were like really pivotal in my life and me figuring out who I was, the direction I was headed. In that time, I figured out, all the negative stuff about myself, right? Like, cause <clears throat> I think we can, for the most part in our heart, deep down, we know who we are created to be, right? Because we have a creator who has who knitted us together in our mother's womb. And there is a seed there. There's a seed in our heart that really uh, has been planted and is ready to, to sprout and produce fruit when the time is right. And <clears throat> so 2000, 
13 to 15 is when that started happening for me. When I started figuring out, when I started asking these questions, like, who am I as a man? How have I been showing up? What have I been telling myself all my life? Like, I knew I felt a certain way on the inside, but everything that I did in, in life was uh, the exact opposite of who I felt I was on the inside, right? Like, I, I knew that I wanted to love people. I knew I wanted to serve people. I knew I wanted to inspire people and make people feel better. I knew that I wanted to edify and uplift other people around me and make a positive impact in the world. But the, the reality was my actions did not reflect that. Uh, I, I was I was aimlessly wandering about. I didn't I didn't have a purpose. I didn't have a vision. And therefore uh, everything that I was doing was just kind of whimsical. It was all over the place. Um, and as a result you know, a lot of people were hurt in the process, uh, including myself. And so I finally started to take a look at that. And in 2013 or 2015 is when I was like, all right, this is who I am as a man. This is the vision I have for the future. I believe that this is what God has placed on my heart. Um, and so I finished out my degree. Uh, Let's see, I finished my degree in 2017, but 2013 to 2015 is when I started really working on myself, building my faith, kind of studying more. And, and that's everything. It's like you're talking about my, my mental, emotional, intellectual, and my spiritual. All four of those, I started really uh, learning more, really studying and understanding who I truly was created to be. And in that time, I also started to see that that I wasn't the only man who was experiencing this stuff. And as a result, I created my organization, which is called True North Man, and uh, our, our event, which is called Man Camp. And so I just realized that I needed to be around other guys who were on the same journey I was on and that I needed to seek inspiration and wisdom from them and vice versa. Like, I knew that there were men who could also find inspiration through me and encouragement through me. And so I, that I actually had something to offer to the world. So I created the uh, man camp event, just invited a bunch of guys out uh, to, to our property. We had 12 acres out in Florence, Texas at the time and invited a bunch of men out just to kind of be in community, you know, share stories and, and just kind of BS around a campfire. And then a year later, you know, I was like, man, I'm going to do this again. So I went from like, you know, basically 12 to 15 guys the first time to around 30 the next time. Uh, and it's just continued to grow from there. And over the course of time, we've also created a process that we walk men through that really helps them start to identify who they are, helps them tap into their identity. And then and to their purpose in life and what they need to be doing. And then like walk away from the weekend with a plan to execute on that. And so, so over the course of years, I've come to realize it is currently it's my purpose to help other men tap into their purpose and to, to help edify and uplift them. And, and it goes back to what you were saying, right? Like there's that generational, um, I like to call it a generational curse, um, that is a direct result of fathering, right? I don't want to say it comes from the mother so much as I want to say it comes from the father 
what has the father done in my, in our lives, right? Have they been an absent father and an absent father looks several ways. It's either they, they divorced our mother and they walked away, or maybe they're still married and they're just not present. They don't pay attention to us. They don't tell us they're proud of us. They don't tell us they love us. They don't teach us the way of a man and how to be a gentleman. Um, they don't teach us how to be a, a father, a husband, a friend, a mentor, a student, a lifelong learner. You know, so uh, father, fathers have such a profound impact uh, in the, the trajectory of especially a son's life. Um, certainly a, a daughter's life as well. Um, but man, such a profound impact on, on the trajectory, trajectory of their son's life. And so anyway, it, it's kind of up to me, I feel, I feel it's my purpose to, to help men be present fathers, to, to understand how to be better husbands, how to treat their, their wives, how to treat their, their families, like you said, because if things are not going well uh, at home, then things are not going to go well outside of the home. So if we're not taking care, truly taking care of our family, how can we how can we even begin to take care of the world around us outside of our home? You know, it's just it's like you were saying, like we got to take care of the, the first three components before we can take care of the last one. Right. I believe is the way you put it. Um, and so that that's a rough, <laughs> that's a down and dirty rough rendition of who I am and what I do and kind of where I come, I have come from and where I've landed in my life to this point. And thank you for sharing all of that, man. That was an incredibly powerful story. And I've been so, I'm so excited, man. I'm so excited for this story because like um, I've been having, I had like, what, like nine guests so far because I just started this and stuff. And the gentlemen that I've, that, that I've been interviewing right now are gentlemen who, you know, like are very successful. They know who they are and they have their family and everything. But like it went pretty well for them. Like they actually did it the way that I told you, right? Like going physical, physical freedom, emotional and spiritual freedom, financial freedom. And then they started a family, right? And like I haven't interviewed a man who actually fucked up, which is, you know, like my, my, my purpose, you know, which is like, which is my message, right? So like, what do you do when, you know, at 18 years of age, in, in your case at 20, right? Uh, at 18 years of age, 18 years of age like, like me, you, you know, you, you don't know who you are. You don't know how to make money. You don't know how to love yourself. And if you don't know how to love yourself, how can you love someone else, right? Like your wife or your kid. And if you don't know how to love yourself and you don't take care of yourself and you don't know who you are, how do you expect yourself to make money, right? Like real money and cost impact. And right. So, so like I fucked up at 18 years of age and I, now I'm finding myself at 18 years of age having to learn how to make money, having to learn how to be a husband, having to learn how to be a, a, a father, having to learn how to love myself and take care of myself. And like, I have to do all of this all at the same time. Right. And, and it gets scary. Right. So yeah. can you dive a little bit deeper into that aspect of your life, right. Into like that hole, into that darkness that, you know, maybe was scary for you. Like how, how do how do you take care of all of that at the same time if nobody has showed you all of this years, right? And you find yourself at 20, lost, confused, with no direction, with no purpose, and no, no clear identity. Yeah, you know, that, 
I mean, that's a great question. So I think first and foremost, we, we have to understand that identity is a, the foundational component. Truly understanding who we are in this world, right? And if we don't um, understand who we are, we'll, we'll continue to try and, uh, and fill the void in our heart and our soul and our spirit We'll continue to try and fill that with all the wrong things and so what i mean by that is we'll we'll, we'll try to we'll, we'll do anything we need to do to try and earn another dollar right to make more money because the bottom line is as an 18 and 20 year old even i thought that more money was the answer to all my problems right i thought that you know be earning a significant amount of money purchasing the big grand house the awesome cars, showing off, showing out, was what was going to earn me the respect that I felt would fulfill me as a man. When in reality, those things aren't what are fulfilling. Those are just icing on the cake, right? Um, what's really fulfilling is when people respect us because of who we are, because of our actions, because of uh, because we because of who we embody, right? Um, <clears throat> and, and so what I mean by that is it's not about money. It's not about fancy houses, fancy cars. It's about how I personally show up in the world for others. And that's where we gain true respect. So as an 18-year-old, 20-year-old uh, out there who did not know who I was as a young man, I was chasing anything and everything except for the right things to try and fill the void and the gap in my life. I felt empty, right? I was like, man, I'm trying to prove myself as a man, you know, and you, you cling on what happens when we're trying to prove ourselves as men. If we don't truly know who we are and we don't have values that we can cling to and we don't have a vision for our life, um, well, then we just we try to fill it with anything and everything, whether it's uh, sex, whether it's immersing ourselves in our job, trying to earn the next promotion, that next paycheck, whether it's more cars, more fancy stuff, 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 all this tangible stuff, this, this worldly stuff that one day when we're dead and gone is gone. Right. It, all that stuff fades away. But what remains is. Uh, who we were, right? The impact that we made in this world. You think of some of the greatest influencers in the world. I think of like the John Maxwells and the John Pipers and so on and so forth. The, uh, you know, the political figures, the, the, um, the soldiers back in the day, like what do people respect about them? Not the fact that they had fancy clothes, fancy homes, fancy vehicles, but the fact that they, um, knew who they were and they stood on that ground resolutely and they made an impact in the world. And it wasn't just about themselves. It was about, uh, it, it was about how they were going to make the world a better place. It was about how they were going to make someone's else, someone else's life uh, better, you know? And, and so going back to your question, as a 20-year-old who did not know who I was, I just continued to, to search. 
I was wondering, I like to call it wondering about aimlessly. I was in this life. I did. I didn't have an aim. I didn't have a vision. I didn't have an identity. And so I just continued to try and fill it with anything that I could. And for me, for me personally, that, that was women. And it was trying to figure out how I was going to be a millionaire or whatever, you know, yeah. Um, more money, more sex, whatever reason that's what I ran to. That's what I, that's what I clung to. And um, man, it was just such a, like I look back on, I'm like, man, it was such a, a horrible way to live. Right. <laughs> and, and so now that I've evolved, that I've grown, that I've matured and I've actually reconciled with who I truly am and the, the way I've been created, it's totally different. It's like, man, I, I am, I'm a committed man of action. That's who I am. And I can live with that. It doesn't matter the amount of money I make. It doesn't matter what other people think of me necessarily. So long as I am out there serving my purpose, trying to make a difference in one man's life at a time. And my, my belief is that by making an impact in one man's life, it creates a ripple effect that affects his wife, that affects his children. And then they're going to go out and whoever they interact with in the world is going to impact them. And so if I continue to make the, that positive impact in just one man's life at a time, well, then it impacts it, his wife and his children. And then they go out and they continue that ripple effect. And so I hope that I feel like I'm beating all around your question. Uh, but man, as a young man who just didn't know where I was, I feel like I was wonder, aimlessly wondering about in this world. I had no direction. I had no purpose. And quite frankly, I felt very empty. And that's why I continued to, to, to try and fill that void with things that didn't matter. Right. Um, How scary, man. Absolutely. Like, how scary. Yeah. So like, I'm really clear of what I want to achieve in like 10 years. Right. And in, and in five years and in, in one year from now and, and in three months from now, well, actually two months from now, now, and then the next month and one in week, one week from now, I am very clear of what I want to achieve today. Right. Mm. And like, I can't, like, I can't imagine just being a wonder, like just wondering throughout your life, like not having a vision, not having a target, right. Like, something really clearly defined to that, that that tells you where is it that you're going so like like one week i find myself not planning my week and not planning how is it that i'm going to be moving uh closer to my objectives that for that month like i feel bad like if it feels scary so now imagine like i can't imagine how how that might feel and how many many men might feel because i also talk with a lot of men and help men right and a lot of men, and not in their 20s, but in their 30s and 40s, feel like that, man, which is crazy, right? So, um, man, so then, and then there's, there's a lot that you talked about that we can dissect and, like, discuss, right? But one of the things that I want to um, dive, dive into, right, uh, with you is uh, that you said, well, first of all, one of the things that really stood out is that the, the fact that you don't, you don't need anyone's validation or anyone's approval that... Uh, your worth and and your worthiness comes because of who you are and you know and and you are worthy just as you are right and um you don't need you, you don't need anyone's approval and validation that's that's something really cool that stood out that you know i really liked and that i wish i had known you know like long long ago 
Um, another thing that really stood out is that you said values, right? Like core values. And, and that's what I really want to uh, dive into. And then, um, and then, so yeah, core values, man. So tell me about that. Like, tell me how, how does it feel to know who you are and be really clear on your core values? Because I feel like core values are something that like people know they exist, but they, they think that like, it's really like, just like these fancy words that tell you how to act or something, but they, they don't really know like the meaning of core values and, and the power behind them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so core values, you know, in my mind are kind of a, a double-edged sword, right? It's like, in one sense, it's so easy uh, to, to say, these are my core values. But then the other side of that is it's like, it's not always easy to, to, to live our life according to those core values. Right. And so, um, it's, it's like they say though, anything worth having is worth fighting for, you know, and everything where everything that's worth fighting for, um, comes at a price. And so, if it comes at a price, what is the price that we're willing to pay? And sometimes that price that we have to pay uh, for the, the wholesome and the good things in life that come from values, the price is hardship. The price is adversity. The price is, is living not the way that everyone else thinks we should be living or the way that the world says we should be living, uh, but living according to who we truly are created to be, right? And so for a man such as myself, who is a Christian, all of my beliefs, all of my values stem from my creator, who is God, and scripture, right? Because God gave us scripture to help guide us, to keep us within uh, certain parameters that keep us from hurting ourselves and hurting others in certain ways. And so with that being said, a lot of people would think, well, if I'm living the way I should be living, if I'm doing everything I should do, if I'm just a good person and treat everybody good, life is going to be grand. Life is going to be perfect. And then a lot of people say, you know, like they think that, well, if I just live according to my faith, I'm going to be blessed and life is going to be grand. Well, that, that's not the reality. We're all humans. Uh, we're all flawed and we live in a not so perfect world and we are all going to face adversity. But this is the thing. When we have values, when we take time to really figure out what we value in life, that gives us an anchor that we can continue to cling to and operate from, you know, whereas if we don't take time to figure out what our values in this world are and this life are, well, then we become weary and fatigued really quickly because we're always on the search. We're always having to adjust our aim. We're always having to adjust our motion. We're always having to, you know, change directions. Whereas if we have an anchor, at least we, we have something that we can cling to. And from time to time, we could take refuge in that and find 
the, the renewal and the strength that we need. And, and this is the other thing, like everyone wants to be accepted, right? But the reality is acceptance doesn't always look the way we think it looks. And, and respect and admiration at the end of the day only come by us truly being who we're meant to be. And, and from there, people, it's a byproduct, right? Respect and admiration is a byproduct of us simply being who we were created to be and not whimsically living life. And so respect and admiration are going to come. That's a byproduct of just being who we're created to be and having that value system that we live by without conformity to the world around us. Cool, man. So I'm curious, um, you know, you have three very words uh, with, within what you do, which is challenge, encourage, and equip right? my core values and part of who I am and part of my identity and my purpose and what I'm here to do in this, in this world, which are motivate, inspire, and bless, right? So what motivates is about, and then before those three, there's respect, humility, and wisdom, right? So if you're respectful and you're humble, right, that, that makes you wise. That makes you a wise person. You're able to, you're able to help people and you're able to be wise and then motivate, inspire, bless. Like there's a lot of people that are in motivation, but if they're like assholes, like, let's say like someone is really jacked and goes to the gym and everything. And then they're like, I'm jacked and I'm fit and you're not right. Like you're fat or you're, or you're skinny, or I have a lot of money and you're poor, right. Or you're broke. And like their motivation, because I mean, yeah, they, they, they're, 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 they have a lot of money or they're jacked, but they're, if they bring an asshole, like they're in, they don't inspire anyone and they don't make anyone move the, on the contrary, right? Like they make, they, they bring people down and they actually make them feel bad and they don't move them. Right. So motivate, inspire, bless. So inspiring is about making people move. So when you motivate, you're an example, right? You lead from the front. You are an, an example and you walk the talk. In order to inspire, you must come from a place of love and appreciation, and you must do it with respect and humility, right? So that's how you inspire people because they're like, oh, look at this guy. He has so much money and he's so respectful and humble, right? So that moves them to want to do it themselves. So you motivate, inspire. And when you do this too, you bless people and you change people's lives, right? So I'm just wondering, I'm just curious um, because like those three words are really uh, heavy in what I do and how I use them and everything. And they're part of like my, my core values and who I am. So I'm wondering if uh, like challenge, encourage and equip, um, you know, like if you, they have like a really special meaning, if they're part of your core values or anything or anything like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So challenge, encourage and equip are, are just the, uh, it's the mission, right? It's the method in which we work with. Uh, so challenging. So, so these are things that we all need. Um <clears throat> As men, we need to be challenged. Our, our, our motives need to be challenged. Our belief system needs to be challenged. Uh, um, because when we're challenged, that's growth, right? That's where we're truly going to grow. Um, when someone challenges my belief system, that causes me to have to reflect on a deeper level and ask myself if my belief system truly is what I believe and why, right? It, it causes me to reflect on why I believe that. And now I can begin to, 
to chew on it in a way that truly, number one, it, it helps me adjust my cells accordingly and adjust my perspective, right? Because there's all kinds of perspectives. And the reality is me as a man, I don't always have it right. My perspective is not always correct. And so the challenge helps me um, take a second look at my perspective. It helps me take a look at other people's perspective, you know, because that when we're able to look at other people's beliefs and try to understand where they're coming from, that is when we're truly living in love and respect and admiration for, for other people, right? If I'm not willing to look at other people's perspective and understand where they're coming from, um, that, that doesn't do me any good. It doesn't do them any good. Um, and the reality is I can't grow from that because that just means that's that what I, challenge means. That's what challenge means that. Yeah. We, we've got to challenge each other. Men, men need to be challenged in different ways as well. You know, our beliefs, our core values, uh, but also we need to be challenged physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, right? Like, especially physically. It's like you're saying, you, you, let's be fit. Okay, well, the only way we're going to get fit is if we challenge ourselves physically. We get our butt in the gym and we knock out the reps and we do it on a, oh, by the way, a consistent basis. And we remain disciplined and dedicated in that process, right? And so, the, you know, going back to your motivated, uh, your word motivated, well, one of the phrases I use is like motivation will get you going. It'll get you started, but dedication will keep you going. And so motivation is certainly part of the equation, but at some point motivation is going to fade and dedication has to kick in. Dedication and discipline must become a part of our everyday life. And guess what? That's challenging. It's a challenge when I wake up in the morning and I'm not motivated to go to the gym. It's a challenge for me to force myself and to discipline myself and say, get your butt up anyway and go to the gym because you know that that's what you need to be doing in order to see the results. Yeah, 100%. And then, so as far as encourage, well, we also need to be encouraged. Like you can't get slapped in the face every day, all day, and expect that at some point you just don't give up, that you, that you just, you're just so deflated that you're like, man, I just don't know if I can keep going. So we need to be encouraged, right? Men need to be encouraged. And so it's not all about challenge. Like we can't stay in the battle all day, every day. At some point you become weary and fatigued and you need a break. And you need a little bit of encouragement. You need somebody to pat you on your ass and say, good job, Paul. You're doing, you're doing a great job. And let me tell you exactly how you're doing a great job. Here, here, here. And this is why I feel you're doing a great job. Okay. So there, there, there's room for encouragement as well. Always. We all want to know that we're, we're headed in the right direction. And even in being challenged at times, there, you can add encouragement in with challenge. But so we definitely need to be challenged. We definitely need to be encouraged. And then equipping, right? Like, how are we going to become better human beings? if we don't have the right tools to become a better human being, right? So for me, for many years, that is where 
I fell short was just not having the right tools, the right information. And I had to start immersing myself in books. I had to start putting myself around the right people who knew how to be a good husband or who knew how to be a good father or who knew how to make money and build a business. So it's the tools. We've got to equip each other. We've got to equip ourselves. Well, what does that look like? Well, that looks like educating ourselves. It looks like making sure I have the right tools necessary for growth in whatever aspect, whether it's mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, uh, business, so on and so forth. We need the right tools. We need to be lifelong learners. We need to be students of the game all of our lives. And you use the word humility. We need to be humble and understand that we can always learn and grow and there's always a better way so why not continue uh, to equip ourselves with the, the necessary tools that continue to help us grow and become better men, the gentlemen that we've been created to be? That's so powerful, man. I'm glad that I asked because um, it sounds like that is exactly what you provided to men. That is exactly what you help men with, right? So you are constantly, you know, men that come to you for help, for, for them to find direction, right? For them to... Uh, create their identity and fulfill their purposes. That is exactly how you help them, right? You, you are constantly challenging them. You're constantly, you know, pushing them to be, to be better men, right? And you're constantly encouraging them, which is, which would, which, you know, like for me, sounds like keeping them accountable, telling them what, what they're doing right, maybe telling them what they're doing wrong also, and also equipping them with the tools, skills, and mindsets and skills it's necessary for them to actually thrive and take action, man, with that, which is very powerful, man. So, um, so then, then you have all the three words, which is vision, identity, and purpose. And honestly, like for selfish, uh, selfish pur uh, purposes, selfish reasons, like I want to know, um, because, you know, like I want to compare it to like how I do it and stuff. And also, you know, I actually, I actually think that this could be a lot of, a lot of value to the audience. Um, I don't know if you could take us a little bit like into the process of like, finding your vision and, and your purpose and creating your identity? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great question, man. For, first of all, uh, I, I say that it always starts with identity. Place. Um, you know, I just did a little play on words, uh, with vision, identity, purpose. I did a little play there, right? I put it vision, identity, purpose, because then you can use VIP as, as the, uh, the initial. Okay. So I call it living your Ooh. VIP life. Um, and, and so it always starts with the identity, though. It's like at some point in our lives, we must make an intentional effort to sit with ourselves, as uncomfortable as it can be at times, and ask ourselves some very difficult questions. Who am I? That's not easy to answer. Not for everyone. Some, some, of, some of the men in your audience who are super successful uh, or even some people who aren't super successful, they've already sat and they've done this. And for them, it, it's not so it's not so difficult. But the reality is there are many men out there that it is difficult to sit for just a moment with their with their self and ask this question, who am I? How am I showing up in the world right now? How do I want to show up in the world right now? Right. And then we we, we compare those two. We say. Well, I'm showing up like this, but I want to show up like this. And then, so what's keeping me from showing up 
the way I really want to show up. And then in between is the integ- what I call the integrity gap. It's this is who I am right now. This is who I want to be. I need to figure out how to get from here to here. This is my integrity gap because I'm not, if I'm living here and I'm supposed to be living here, well, then I'm out of integrity. I'm out of alignment with who I truly am as a man. And so that is, I would say that's the number one thing is men just have to sit down and say, who am I? Where am I at in life right now? Where do I want to be in life? And what's, what's keeping me from, from getting there, right? Like what's keeping me from being the man that I know I truly am, you know, and, and with that and figuring out who you are, you've got to figure out well, what are, what are my values? What do I value in life? Respect, integrity, humility, honor, so on and so forth. I mean, there's a, there's a slew of words you can put there for values. Um, and, and then once you start to kind of wrap your mind around, who you are, then who we can move are. in to vision. Well, this is who I am. What am I going to do with who I am? What does that look like? What does the perfect future for me look like? Like if I am, if I'm doing well in all the main areas of my life, faith, fitness, finances, blah, 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 blah so on and so forth. Um, what does it look like for everything in my life to be running perfect and we know it's never going to be perfect right but it's always good to be able to cast vision and say well if things are going really well in my life let's say i'm at a three on a scale of one to ten right now i always want to look in the future and say what what do i what is a perfect 10 for me in my marriage what is a perfect 10 like for me uh in my relationship with my children? What is a perfect 10 for me in my fitness? What is a perfect 10 for me in my finances and in my business? What is a perfect 10 for me in my relationships uh, with my friends? What does that look like? How do I feel? How does that make me feel? Um, and so you, you give your, you put yourself on a scale. You say, this is what a 10 looks like, but where am I really at right now? You grade yourself. Well, I'm at a three in fitness, right? Okay, well, now we can start figuring out what we've got to do to take ourselves from a three to a four, from a four to a five, from five to a six, right? Now we, we start reverse engineering it and we can begin to make uh, take steps. But without a vision, you know, it's like the, the Bible says, and, and I can, you know, scripturally, okay, the Bible says, without a vision, the people perish, we know that scripturally, what it's talking about is without truth, without the truth of God, the people perish. Okay, our spirit, our spirit, uh, our spirit life perishes, our faith perishes. Okay, well, we can take that and we can bring it closer to home and say, without a vision for my future, I will, you know, my vision perishes, right? So, without a vision, the people perish. If I don't have a vision, I don't have an anchor. I don't have something I can look to to continue to navigate life in an effort that takes me to that grand vision, right? So once again, we go back to if we don't have a vision, we're living aimlessly. We're just driving down the road with our eyes closed, hoping that we don't hit oncoming traffic. Wow, like you said, that's pretty scary, right? Like imagine driving down the road 
with nobody to help you navigate. You have oncoming traffic. There's a cliff in front of you, a lake in front of you, whatever. And you're just going to close your eyes and you're going to try to do it. That's scary. Something is going to happen. Catastrophic, right? And so we have to have vision. You got to open your eyes. You got to be able to see that you're on the road, that you're on the right path. And sure, from time to time, we're going to take different turns in life. You know, we're, we're going to change we're going to change our course. <clears throat> so the vision that's there to guide us, I mean, we can go from here to here. Oh, look back up. Okay, go to here. You know, as long as we're moving in the right direction, uh, that's, that's paramount to have that vision. And so I would say as far as vision, you know, one of the things you, you ask yourself is just, or one of the steps you take is just, what does a perfect 10 look like for me in the, in the core areas of my life? And then, of course, we have the core areas that we walk, that I uh, walk men through in our course and, and, and coaching and, and such. Um, we really try to hone in on, on what I call the core four areas. Um, and those core four areas contain, you know, all the other areas of life that we could uh, that we need to be wrapping our mind around and making sure that we're, I don't want to say balancing, right? A lot of people use the word balance, but we need to rhythmically move, uh, move about, right? We're, we keep things in rhythm. The, the reality is everything in life is not going to be perfectly balanced. So the, the best we could do is create a healthy rhythm and maintain a healthy rhythm. It's like a song and dance, right? And then as far as uh, purpose, man, tapping into purpose, that, that's going to come uh, from, from having a, a vision that's going to come from our identity. And it's like, okay, this is who I've been created to be. This is what my perfect life looks like. Now, what am I going to do with all this? And, and so a couple questions men could ask themselves to start tapping into their purposes. Um, well, there's two specifically. What are my gifts? What am I naturally good at? You know, and that question alone, you know, will answer, you know, you can come up with some answers, uh, but it takes a little bit to really wrap our mind around that. And then the other question I would say that they can ask is, um, what skill sets have I developed over the years? You know, what, what kind of trainings have I been to? What kind of certifications do I hold? What kind of degrees do I hold? so on and so forth. What skill sets or expertises have I developed over time? And so once we answer those two questions, what are my natural gifts? What are my skill sets that I've developed? Well, then we can start saying, okay, well, if I am naturally gifted in this area and I have skill sets in this area, now where can I direct those two things? Where is my heart kind of pulling me to use those things to make a difference in the world. And there's a whole, that, that's a whole nother process in and of itself and, and, and actually bringing everything into alignment so that we're really saying, okay, this is my purpose. I know this is my, my purpose as Paul Bean is to help men experience freedom and fulfillment in this life by helping them truly figure out who they are as men and fulfill their purpose. Um, so everyone's gonna be different, right? but all of our purposes should be attached to edifying and uplifting 
those around us in the world. It should always be attached to that. And once we understand that, then we can start saying, well, how do I accomplish that? How am I going to edify? How have I been uniquely designed and equipped to edify and uplift those in my life? Powerful, man. Powerful. Man, so um, thank you very much for sharing all of that. That was an incredible, uh, incredible description of the process that you take, man, to, you know, like get them to find their direction and get them to um, find their purpose. And, you know, most important of all, create their identity, right? So uh, we're, we're getting to the end and towards the end of the, of the, of the podcast, man, to, towards the end of this conversation, I like to end with five questions, right? So I get to ask you five questions. Um, so can I go ahead and ask you the first one? Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. The first one is, if you could travel back in time and give your 18-year-old self some advice, what would you say to him? Figure out who you are. <laughs> That's cool. simple. You, you got to know who you are before you can navigate this world in an effective manner. Just curious, man. Like, if I ask you, who are you? Like, are, are you able to, like, articulate that really powerfully? Yeah, absolutely. And we, we help guys do that. It's actually what we call an I am statement. Yeah. That's powerful, huh? Man, because I, I like if you ask me right now, you know, at 20 years of age, if you ask me right now, like, who am I? Who are you? Like, I'll be able to respond to you really powerfully. And I feel really proud of that. So awesome. So I'm taking your advice. I'm 20, yeah. right? So you, you, you gave me advice that I'm taking. Awesome, man. Um, the other one is, what is one mindset shift, one mindset shift? or breakthrough you've made that you can share that has made you level up your life, marriage, and business. Right, so one mindset shift, one uh, discovery, one shift, right? One breakthrough that you've made that has made you level up your life, marriage, and business. Yeah, yeah. I would say that um, <clears throat> I would say that, that the, the one shift that has made all the difference probably is just take action like it. We, we, can, we can learn so much. We can look up to so many other people. We can have so many different um, inspirations in our life. But at the end of the day, it's all about taking action at some point, right? Like do, do, not, do not doubt yourself and, and live in fear. Um, because that will, that will cripple any kind of success, any kind of fulfillment, any kind of impact that you can make in the world. So there's something on your mind and there's something on your heart. You've been thinking about it for a while. You, you've had ideas like it's time to stop thinking about the ideas and just pick one. Like, There, there's not a perfect idea. Just pick one. Just grab one that, that's been on your mind and run with it. Take the first couple steps to start running with that one idea. And if that one doesn't pan out, guess what? Pick another one and start running with that. That's where you're really going to see progress. It, it, it's just simply taking action. Pick one thing and run with it. Don't worry about success or failure, right? Because failure at the end of the day, if we're not failing, 
we're not, we're not moving forward. We're not learning much. But if we fail, we can take lessons from that. We can either be a victim of, of it or we can figure out that we're a victor from it, right? We can figure out that the failure didn't work against me. It worked for me. It helped me figure out what not to do next time or it helped me figure out what I need to do differently next time. Yeah, action. Cool, Pick man. something and run with it. Take action. Despite how you feel, start taking action. Failure is education, right? So embrace it. Awesome, yeah. man. So take action, right? It started with stop having fear or doubt and just take action and start moving in the right direction, right? Cool. So the third one is what strategy, tactic, or tool do you use to make sure that you always have clarity in your life? Hmm. Yeah, um, that, is, that, is, that is a good question, man, because I believe that so many people or so oftentimes we can fall into this realm of uncertainty. And clarity is not necessarily always easy to come by, right? And so for me, clarity comes through, uh, I would say, first and foremost, every morning, I spend time to myself, 10 minutes of meditation, just breathing, doing breathing exercises, and clear my mind, and making sure that I'm in the right mindset for the day. And that helps bring clarity uh, in regards to what I'm going to do for the day. And so there's different types of clarity though, right? Like what, like, let me get clear on what I'm going to do for the day. What do you, let me get clear on what my goals are for the quarter. Let me get clear on what I need to be doing this year to move myself forward in business. There's so many different areas for us to, to have clarity in, I would say at the end of the day, gaining clarity at, is also related to action. It's like, pick the one small step that you can take to move yourself forward and take it. Like that's where you're going to gain clarity, right? You've got to step through that barrier. And once you step through the barrier, you're going to, you're going to get pretty clear on if you're doing the right thing or not, because you're, you're going to see traction or you're not going to see traction. And from there, you'll be able to, to adjust your cells and, and, and take the next step that is needed to make progress. So clarity, I think also is, is going to, that's why action is so powerful because it can do so many things for us. And I think it, it, it really does lend itself to, to helping us gain clarity simply through taking action. Oh man. Awesome. Well, the last one is uh, what are your 30 second thoughts on tracking and measuring KPIs, right? So like we all know that it's very important to have KPI measure and tracking in business, right? So like your sales calls or your outbound, whatever. Um, but what, what about like life? Right? So like, what are your 30 second thoughts? Maybe you do have this or you have, you don't um, tracking measure life in life, not in business. Cause I mean, you have to right? in business. What about your life? Yeah, it's, it's, it's paramount, man. Uh, what, we, what we measure, we can improve. But if we're not measuring things, it's very difficult for us to improve it because we don't have any data uh, to point us in the right direction. So I believe that tracking is something that is super crucial to our growth, 
and ensuring that we're headed in the right direction. And there's so many different ways to do that, right? There, there's so many different ways to track. Um, so that's probably another discussion, right? <laughs> what, what different tools are there out there for us to track? But at the end of the day, man, just uh, depending on where people are at, um, just start writing stuff down, making sure you're tracking it. Um, because it's, it's very important for, to be able to look back and, and see where we, where we were and where we are and if we've made progress or not. If we've made progress, we're on the right track for the most part. If we haven't made progress, no, we have to do something differently. That's very important, man. Like you said, it's very important to know where we are and where we want to go and if we are making progress, right? Like a lot of people um, go over the, 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 the first step, which is setting a foundation, right? So like they don't know where they are and they just start moving, but they don't have the ability to look back and see how far they've come. So they feel like they haven't come far, right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, tracking is very important. Man, um, it's the end. And I really enjoyed this conversation, man. It was so powerful. I felt like so aligned with everything that you said. And I bet that a lot of people found a lot of people that are going to be listening to this or, or that are listening to this also found this conversation really powerful and want to get more of you. Right. So uh, I know you're having the man camp coming up. So I don't know if you want to tell us a little bit more about that and like, what is it, where is it that people can go and get more of you and connect with you and, and just be immersed in your world of becoming a, you know, true North man. No, yeah, yeah, that, right? I think your purpose and all of that. Sure. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Uh, so first and foremost, all of our information is on our website, truenorthman.com. Fairly simple. Uh, from there, I would say they could tap into our, our free podcast, the True North Man podcast. Um, so truenorthman.com, True North Man podcast. It's on all the podcasting platforms, iTunes, Spotify, so on and so forth. Um, and then the third thing I would encourage people to do is check out our, our uh, Facebook group. We have a private Facebook group. It's True North Man. Um, so we have a page. We have the business page, which is True North Man. Uh, then you join our private group. Get in there. Join the discussions that are going on there. Uh, you know, put your posts, you know, engage with the community. And those are the three, the three most important things I think people could do to kind of tap into what we're doing is our, our website. That's where all of our events are. Um, and you can figure out the dates, the locations, so on and so forth. And the podcast and then the Facebook group. Uh, from there, cool. uh, I would also say, you know, social media, you can find me at uh, Paul Beam 81 on Facebook or Paul Beam official on Instagram. Those are those are the two platforms that, that I'm uh, most active. Cool, man. I'm excited to um, be part of your man camp. Yeah, are you, you going to come? Yeah, yeah I'm going to come, man. I'm going to come. All right, I'm going to come for the experience, and let's see if I can, if I can, um, if I can serve some people in there as well, right? So you, you, yeah. you're going to hear all about me when, I'm, when I get on your podcast, which is going to be amazing. I'm, I'm really excited about that. It's happening next week, right? I believe so. So, man, um, very excited. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much for sharing everything. And, um, yeah, it was a pleasure having you, man. Yeah, brother. Appreciate it. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you, man.